A very good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Eunice Young, the legislator for the New People's Party. The following program is a personal view program. The year 2020 is almost over. Looking back at the past year, Hong Kong was first tortured by a torrent of violent riots and then confronted with the pro-independence and sanction campaigns raged by the opposition extremists in collusion with external forces, as well as the pandemic. Battered by the triple whammies, Hong Kong is struggling in the severe and bitter winter across all fronts of politics, economy and people's livelihood. Employees of all trades and sectors, as well as micro, small and medium businesses, have been badly hit, with unemployment taking a turn for the worse. According to the Census and Statistics Department, the seasonally adjusted unemployment rate between July and September stood at 6.4%, the highest in 16 years, with the unemployed population growing to 259,000 people. Moreover, the underemployment rate remained at 3.8%, which means around 149,000 people were underemployed. With the employment support scheme came to an end last month, layoffs have begun to sweep across various industries and organizations, causing fears among the public. We urge the government to consider reviving the employment support scheme and to help businesses to subsidize their payroll. However, it never rains by the polls. The current wave of the pandemic will be more severe and the worst has yet to come. The city confirmed 100 new infections daily over the past few days. In view of the rapidly deteriorating pandemic situation, the Hong Kong SAR government again tightened various anti-epidemic measures, including closing places of public entertainment, shortening the operation hours of restaurants with dining hours to end at 6 p.m. and cutting the number of people allowed per table from 4 to 2. Unfortunately, these measures are not getting to the roots of the problem, not conducive in bringing the caseload down to zero. The Hong Kong SAR government obviously have failed to address the pressing needs of people and meet their expectations. These anti-epidemic measures and restrictions, which aren't tackling the root cause, are presenting even more difficulties for business, and there are inevitably expectations for more powerful measures, such as mandatory universal testing, to bring the caseload down to zero as soon as possible. Take the distribution of deep-throw saliva specimen bottles as an example. The government have been criticized for insufficient specimen bottles, short distribution hours and excessive test turnaround time. Also, not until recently, the government planned stepped-up restrictions for inbound travelers, which arrivals will be taken to a designated hotel by designated transport for a 14-day quarantine. Worse still, these measures were told to implement before Christmas, but disappointedly, no specific dates were announced. Furthermore, the Leave Home Safe mobile application has yet to be popularized among residents, shops and restaurants. Should the government continue to adopt a laid-back and half-baked approach to cope with the virus, we may as well predict that the pandemic will only continue to come back to haunt us again and again making it even more difficult for Hong Kong to achieve zero infection and reopen the border with the mainland, further eroding confidence in the community. 
Although the Executive Council approved the legal framework early this week to empower the government to lock down parts of the city for up to seven days, the CE rejected the idea of mandatory universal testing. She explained that mandatory universal testing may require a lockdown lasting four to five weeks, including the closure of borders, which could result in a catastrophic outcome for Hong Kong and hence scientific basis, effectiveness and capability must be taken into account. Undoubtedly, mandatory universal testing definitely will create social costs. This certainly requires the cooperation of all Hong Kong residents and may subject to Hong Kong for weeks of lockdown. But for the sake of our health and economy, it is necessary for us to overcome these challenges if we hope to achieve zero infection. It remains a vivid memory that during the third wave of the pandemic outbreak this July and August, we ran out of quarantine facilities and the testing capacity struggled to catch up. Upon the request of Hong Kong SR government, the central government decisively instructed the formation of a mainland nucleic exit test support team to help Hong Kong fight the pandemic. The team completed nearly 1.78 million tests in a short period of time, providing a remarkable boost to the city's testing capacity that led to a return of normalcy of everyday life in Hong Kong. When we are struck by the pandemic, the central government has offered selfless support and solid protection to help Hong Kong curb the virus. When we were drowned in violence and riots, the central government took a decisive action in a timely manner by enacting the Hong Kong National Security Law, plugging the national security loopholes in Hong Kong and suppressing violence acts to restore law and order in the territory. The Hong Kong SAR government should learn and gain experience from the central government's timely and resolute response. With the year 2021 around the corner, Hong Kong is faced with numerous existing challenges while presenting with the endless opportunity. Hong Kong is expected to be continuously troubled by three highs in the short term, including a high case low of infection, high unemployment and high underemployment. However, with China's formulation of the 14th five-year plan and proposal of the long-term goals for 2035, as well as its earlier execution of the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, RCEP. The world's biggest free trade agreement, Hong Kong can leverage the staunch support from our motherland to give full play to its unique advantages and integrate itself into the Greater Bay Area and the overall national development, all of which is only possible if the pandemic is quickly brought under control. With the full support from the central government and concerted efforts of the Hong Kong people, Hong Kong can surely get out of the impasses and embrace the aspiration for a brighter tomorrow. Last but not least, I wish everyone a healthy and happy Christmas and Happy New Year. And that was Letter to Hong Kong.